0: So I think this is going to be really interesting because it is our first podcast and our first introduction. So this episode, we're going to talk about our journey and it seems, it may seem like it doesn't flow the way like people think it should. Um, we kind of jump all over the place. We go from talking about um, our experiences as little kids to talking about airports, to talking about boundaries, to pulling tarot cards. Um, And I think just to kind of throw this out there as we, we get started on this is I don't think anything in the intuitive world is linear. (laughs) And Um, I think that's a good thing our listeners to know as we get into this. Um, But I want to take a minute and introduce who we are and what this podcast is. So I am Kelly. I am with A Guiding Light. Um, I recently just started this and kind of managed to think that this podcast would be a good idea to start working with clients and bridging some gaps and I wanted to find a partner in this adventure which leads me to introduce well not me to introduce to have my beautiful partner <laughs> herself uh, <laughs> so
1: to and this is ahead. me introducing myself uh, my <laughs> name is Shannon and I'm with SMS Wellness I am a Reiki master, health coach, intuitive healer, and lover of all things energy and intuition Mm -hmm. and above and beyond and all in between and all of that.
0: Yeah. And um, so we spent some time debating names back and forth for this podcast. Um, A big thing that we try to think about and try to be is we try to name things with expansion in mind and i think it's really um important to us that this is a partnership um i know i talk a lot and shannon throws her <laughs> senses in there um i think it's a really good balance cuz shannon will um call me out on things that i am not willing to look at or things where i start to throw my own distortion in which is really cool um we one of the names we threw out there kind of originally as a joke was we were we want to do a play on partners in crime and hmm. I was like how about we call it partners in light and then we were like no no, no. We're, we'll come up with a different name that sounds better but eventually we circled back to partners in light so welcome to our podcast and we are so excited to have you here and we're gonna start on this tale of our journey I don't think I ever thought I would be here. I don't think I'd ever thought about starting my own business or um, not working in some kind of like formal education field, like getting into this feels like a very informal way of teaching people and reaching people. Mm -hmm. And um, I was, man... I honestly thought I was going to grow up to be a construction worker for a little while. Then I thought I was going to be a ballerina or a Navy SEAL. And then I wanted to be the first female umpire in the major leagues. And then I wanted to be, um, um, a foreign diplomat. And then I wanted to be a museum curator and then I wanted to be a librarian. And then I wanted to be, the person to discover how to translate some lost ancient language. Like I felt like I wanted to make a really big impact and there was a little part of me that wanted to be a bit famous.
2: Hmm. Like
0: I honestly thought about trying to be an actor. I can't act for shit. <laughs> like um, it's really funny cause people um, there's, I don't know if you've ever seen that meme that it's like, Oh my God, did I make that face out loud?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's me. Like, that's my, me too. <laughs> like my
0: face gives
1: everything away. It's gotten me in trouble several times.
0: Yes. Oh my God. Like, Oh my, who was it? The other day someone said something and I just like looked at them and raised an eyebrow. And I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? And they just looked at me and they go, Kelly, what's your problem? Why are you such a hater? And I was like, cause what you said doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> It doesn't work. Oh. But so that's kind of like where I thought I would be. It's not at all where I am. And um yeah, it's it's crazy to think that this has happened in actually less than a year.
1: Oh, a me. year, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um well, ish. So the more formal part of it has been happening since um that first four week Magic Beyond Boundaries course. Okay.
2: Um
0: back in December. Yep. Um that was the first time I ever like formally played with the idea of learning how to be an intuitive or psychic way shower, whatever fucking word you want to use. Yep. Um but I've been intuitive I guess my entire life um I've done a not I've never really worked with it at all um Mm -hmm. but I remember like one one of my very vivid memories from when I was younger is a Halloween night where I actually watched demonics dance around my bed my bedroom wow yeah it was the creepy it was like terrifying but also really cool at the same time. Like mm-hmm. I think I was maybe 6 or 7 when it happened and I was like, "Oh, this is weird. Like why are there weird people dancing around my room?" And like I was worried that they were going to try and steal my brother at the time and he was a baby and I was like, "That's a weird thought. Like they don't want him. I don't want him."
1: Like <laughs> actually it was really really cool in my grandparents' house. My cousin and I were kind of sitting in the living room and Mm -hmm. we saw a little boy appear like out of nowhere and we kind of both looked at him and we looked at each other and we looked at the boy and we are like okay so you don't belong here but you're here and he just kind of sat there and then he disappeared and then we went to Uh my grandma and my my mom who were sitting at the kitchen table and we were like um so we just saw a little boy Mm -hmm. do you know what that was or who that was and they like they had no idea oh wow yeah to this day I still don't know who the little boy was I still remember him clear as day just what he was wearing what he looked like how he was sitting in the chair um yeah just as clear as day and I always knew that I I had good intuition like I've always Mm -hmm. just had good instinct but I didn't I didn't think twice about it i just thought oh okay well i just have a good head on my shoulders um, but in in terms of intuition it didn't actually start like turning on on until i started listening to abraham hicks for a while so i I don't,
0: to- I don't think i've ever heard of him
1: oh it's it's a it's a her but it's a they Oh, Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A- Abraham Hicks, uh, is, is the channeled name. Okay. Um, and it's, it's a collective, but they are channeled by Esther Hicks, who has been channeling since the early eighties. Okay. And she exclusively channels them and they solely focus on law of attraction.
0: Interesting. So-
1: Yeah. So I, I was introduced to them. It was actually very interesting. So I clicked on a link in an email of a uh, newsletter that I had signed up for. Yeah. I I downloaded an ebook off of a website that I heard about and I started getting these newsletters and started seeing this name repeatedly. I was like, what is this? Let me click on this and started watching them on YouTube and um, literally changed my life just the whole concept of law of attraction and just that you could potentially create your own reality and that you you could make your life better was such a cool concept. Yeah. And they, um, yeah, they just really opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities. But I also, I really thought it was cool just the whole channeling aspect Yeah, that someone could receive something like that from another like non-human entity um so that kind of just really blew my mind I was like Mm -hmm. that would be really cool to do that one day yeah never never dawned on 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 me that like I actually could Mm
2: -hmm. or
1: or would um and never, never did it cross my mind that that I could kind of merge inter- energetics mm-hmm. with my health background mm. because I, I had always been intri- interested in like medicine and sports medicine and athletics and health and wellness. Yeah. And, you know, up until I took... College-level chemistry for the second time. I wanted to be a doctor. Um, like I had mapped out the entire plan of thirteen years in school to be an orthopedic surgeon.
0: Oh God.
1: And um, you, you did catch that I said chemistry for the second time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I um, when I I remember in, in undergrad and my so um, I don't like math. And I don't really like science. Um, They just don't compute in my brain. Like they just, they don't work. Um, Mm. And so I had the option to take both math and chemistry my freshman year um, Mm. to meet like the required like core curriculum guidelines. And I took math um, because I vowed after I took that math class to never do math ever again. which, um, I don't know why I vowed to never do math again, because you actually use math. Um, you don't necessarily use algebra, but you use math, so um, that vow didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> but I didn't take chemistry until my senior year of undergrad, when my sister, who had just finished high school, um, started to attend well, she was in her sophomore year, my senior year. So we went to the same school um, mm-hmm. and we took the exact same chem class, mm-hmm. um, which was great because I hated paying attention. So I could always get her notes if I needed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she would always use my study guides because I would always like freak out because I was damn sure I was going to fail every chem test I ever took. Um But it was like high school level chem for non chem majors. And it was, I don't remember any chemistry to this day. And my job means that I have to help students do math and science. (laughs) and any other subject so when they're like oh hey um kelly can you help me do this statistics problem i'm like huh sounds like you need a tutor (laughs) let me introduce (laughs) you to this person or hey kelly do you know how to do moles no let me introduce you to our wonderful chemistry tutors i can't do it you asked me to do a logic tree and i can kind of do that but that's too mathy for me but yeah um I understand that one. I,
1: oh man. The, the, I the, the, the thing is, I, I actually really like science. Uh-huh. I loved, I mean, I still do. I love science. I um, loved anatomy, loved, loved physiology, loved physics. Now I didn't when I had to take it, but mm-hmm. the the timing wasn't right. Like in high school, I loved it. Uh-huh. and in college in full transparency college I just didn't have the discipline to do it at the college level yeah cuz I didn't have the hand holding but I do love the body and how it moves and just all of the systems and all of that and that yeah. kind of that interest in health and the body has has kind of put me on a a path of wanting to help people who can't help themselves in terms of like weight loss or behavior change mm. or just like dealing with stress and anxiety. So I actually ended up getting a personal training sort cert- certificate um, after college. Cause I thought, oh, okay, well this would be a good, a good way to help people. Yeah. And I knew that I actually did not want to do that cause I didn't want to sit in a gym and stare at someone lifting weights all day.
0: There. I <laughs> I, can, I, I can imagine one one circumstance that that may be interesting
2: uh-huh. and
0: I'm not proud of objectifying people but that's the only time it would be interesting is if you got to watch actually I don't even know if that would actually be interesting like a really sweaty dude lifting weights actually you know I've talked myself out of it
2: it would not be interesting <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I actually have been in a situation where I, w- I had to do that, and oh. it's not as not as fun as you would think it would be.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, um, it's really interesting because um, I work in the academic side of athletics, but um, our football students do, like, um, Night of Champions every year, which is where they try and see who can lift the most weights.
2: Yep.
0: And... Um, it's ridiculous how much, how many, one, how many people show up to it and two, how much they're bench pressing. Like it's like six of me sometimes like that blows my damn mind. Like I can channel and talk to aliens, but I can't imagine lifting 800 pounds.
1: Yeah. No, I've, I, as, as a trainer, I saw those competitions firsthand and it was mind boggling absolutely mind-boggling that's that's the that's a level of
0: discipline that I can only aspire to like I don't have that kind of dedication to like anything (laughs) like (laughs) something you should see my bookshelves if I had the dedication that they have I would have read everything on my bookshelf by now but I haven't and I used to be a huge 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 reader I used to read three four books in a month and I have read incompleteness two books in the last year
1: yeah yeah I've I've not well no I go through fits and starts as as a reader I um I think last year read six books and that was like a record for me outside of anything non-academic in a long 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 time so
0: here's my question for you because I I know a lot of people when I started on doing kind of this thing and kind of started thinking about, um, looking into the intuitive world. Did anybody recommend the Celestine prophecy to you? Oh, yes. Did you actually read it? Yes, I did. Really? See, okay. So I had it recommended to me. I Mm -hmm. went and I got the book. I read maybe three, four pages of it and I put it down because I didn't like, it just didn't connect. It didn't resonate. It was just like, okay, whatever. And like, I want to pick it up again, but I'm like, uh, and maybe it's, it's some kind of thing with it that I can go through and look at clearing. Mm
2: -hmm. But,
0: um, yeah, it just, when I first started to read it, it just felt really gritty and it felt fake to me.
1: Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, There's more to it. There, there definitely is more to it. But if you are, if you're someone who's new to, to this kind of intuitive, energetic space, Mm -hmm. it's a really, really, really good way to introduce you to, to these concepts in a non-threatening way Mm -hmm. because it tells it as if it's a person on a journey who through happenstance learns all of this stuff. Yeah. Yeah but they go through all of the questioning of themselves they go through all of the not trusting the coincidences that happen mm. they go through the missing all of the little cues and you know having someone literally have to bump them over the head to to pick it up they they kind of start there but then they go at the end to really owning and trusting and believing in their ability to like have the power. Okay. And it's a really cool story because you know, it's, it's, you go from just this really naive, completely judgmental perspective to a fully open, accepting and wanting more perspective. So you get okay. to see both ends of the spectrum. Um, yeah, I actually want to read the book again because I know I will get so much more from it. But I've, I've read the next two in this week. Okay. And I have the fourth one, so I need to read that.
0: Okay, yeah. So maybe I'll have to go back and give that another le- um, a, a bit. English is hard. Um, <laughs> another read. Um, right now, um, the one book that I've been trying to make my way through is um, – one that um caitlin actually recommended um Mm -hmm. and i'm blanking on the title it's the one about um with the palladians in it um and the um, the nine dimensions i don't know about uh, the it's called the alchemy of nine dimensions
1: oh interesting Uh,
0: and it's by um barbara hamclow um
1: oh i remember writing that that name down
0: yeah it's I've probably gotten through the introduction and I've just started chapter one. It's it's a little tough to get through um, just because it feels a little gritty in the way she describes the Palladians. Like, um, reading it and her description of them feels very heavy and it feels very um, connected to some kind of grid and, like, agenda, mm-hmm. which um, I think when Caitlin recommended, she mentioned that it has it in there. But mm-hmm. um, it's a really... Um, they break down the nine dimensions in terms of um, quantum physics, and they also break it down in terms of doing energy work.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And for me, I've been able to get further in that than I was the Celestine prophecy. Um, And I wonder if it's because I was already kind of more open to this journey than I was when I started the Celestine prophecy. So um that book was actually recommended to me by um a woman by the name of ellen damsky um she was actually um it's really interesting because uh she was a psychic in um a town over from my hometown mm-hmm. and uh it was really interesting because growing up i could always see things and kind of play with things like um I was talking about seeing the demonics, but when I got to be about 15 years old, I had a moment that really freaked me out with all of it. Um, it was the first time that I had really recognized that a premonition had actually come through. Um, Mm -hmm. and that, that was happened. And I got very upset with myself because I got mad that I didn't stop it. Um, one of my really good friends and my neighbor, she had this kind of outdoor cat whose name was Ninja, and this this it, like, sticks out to my head to this day. I think that was a really pivotal point for me with my intuition. Um, we were walking back up from going over to, like, a neighbor's pond, and um, the cat was the weirdest cat I have ever met in my life. It was the kind of cat, um, really, really smart. It would look both ways before crossing the street um Mm -hmm. to check and see if there were cars coming and if there were it didn't move and if there wasn't it would cross the street um it was one of those things where my neighbor and friend went across the the street and instead of checking like the cat normally did the cat just kind of followed and ended up being hit by a car and dying Oh um and it was a moment where it clicked in my head it was like one of those like oh, wait, I knew this was going to happen, but it happened as more of a deja vu kind Mm. of moment. And then like the rest of um, the thought form that went with that kind of like popped into my head. And I was like, no, 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 that can't be real. Like if this is, if I'm really telling the future, then in about an hour or two, we're going to get a call and their dog will have gotten out. And sure enough, in an hour or two, they called over to our house. Hey, can you come help us? Ty got loose. We can't find him. And it's about to get dark. So um, my mom and I got in the car to drive down the road one way to go look for Ty. And they went the other way up the road. And I remember just kind of sobbing in the car and crying. And my mom looking at me and being like, Kelly, what's wrong? And I was like, I could have stopped this. And I didn't. And my mom goes, what do you mean? You couldn't have known. I was like, mom, I knew, I knew this was going to happen. And then at that point, it was like I I started to shut everything down. Um, So from like the ages of 16 to about 18, I didn't look at entities. I didn't see anything. I was completely shut the radar off because I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to have that happen again. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started um, undergrad that I started to see ghosts on my college campus and see – weird creepy random lighting ladies standing at the end of my bed like asking for help and i was like i don't know how to help you like you're not there and it was like one of those things where it was like you know how when you're a little kid you think if you hide under the blankets like monsters can't get you yeah yeah. like i'm 18 (laughs) years old like hiding under a blanket i'm like if i'm under this blanket you can't see me and you can't talk
2: to me (laughs) and
0: um kind of by the time I had finished my four years in undergrad I was like okay cool I see really weird shit but I don't know what to do with it and it wasn't until my first year of grad school when I was about shit 23 um that I went and it was this little tiny small town festival that you get um like um I know you're you're up by DC but um you know, have you ever been to those like Northeastern, like small town festival, like street fair type shit? Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those things. It's um up in a small town, up in, uh, near the Adirondacks, um, the cream cheese festival. Okay. Um, and so I went to this because a friend of mine is from the town that actually puts on the cream cheese festival. So we went up to spend the weekend with her family. And while we were there, we went to the festival and... I had always been really interested in psychics and things like that and never really thought about like really diving into it or anything like that. And kind of before everything like that had happened, I had kind of started to question like what it would look like to start to play with that. And that was when um, the friend um, of mine actually put me in contact with um, Ellen and um, was like, Ellen's a psychic. She's been through this kind of stuff. She'll help you. She can give you advice and things like that. really really nice lady like I had so many questions I didn't know what was going on and I would just Facebook her anytime I was like this weird thing happened what does it mean and eventually it got to the point where I was like "Ah, I can't rely on her for the answers I have to go look for them myself but I didn't know what that looked like and so it was kind of in the midst of like trying to figure out what it meant to get my own answers that at this festival I came across a palm reader
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um and I've never really put too much stake in palm reading um, until that day. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like one of those things, like those festival readings. It, he was like, okay, it's 20 or it was 20 or 40 bucks for a 30 minute, no, 15, 15 minute reading. And I was like, okay i'm gonna do this because why the hell not where it's gonna be fun so my friend and i agreed that we were gonna do these readings i was gonna do mine and then she was gonna come and get hers done so it was really interesting gave the guy my palm gave him like um my name my birthday and all of that things like that and i didn't know you needed that for a palm reading but apparently you did
2: mm-hmm. um
0: And so this 15 minute reading that was supposed to be this like festival reading, things like that actually turned into an hour. Um, Because he kept finding more and more on my palm. And one of the things, there's two things that he said that really stick out to me to this day. Um, One was he told me that, okay, no, no, no. It's like four things that stick out. Um, One of the first things he told me was that I was about to wake up as an intuitive Um, and that I was going to have very strong psychic gifts, um, which at the time felt like a bunch of hooey. Um, and the second thing he told me was that there would be two men in my life and that I had to be careful of the third. Um, I still have no idea what the hell that was about. Um, considering Hmm. there have been many men that have come in and out of my life, but, um, who knows if that one's going to happen, it'll happen. But, um, I don't really buy that one. the next thing he told me was that the next couple of years would be the best years of my life and that my thirties were going to be hell.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, um, that kind of put me on the path to kind of start digging into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a couple of weeks after that, I bought my first set of runes and I actually bought a book on palm reading
2: mm-hmm. because
0: I wanted to fact check his ass. Mm-hmm. um, now, to this day, I still have the book of on palm reading. Um, it's never been opened. <laughs> um, but my runes are pretty beat up. Um, it started out as um, just kind of playing with them. Mm-hmm. And my runes are actually how I started to bridge with my first collective. Because um, okay. um, they helped me bridge with the Nordic collective. Okay. Um, and the first kind of beings that came through with that one were Odin and Loki. Um, and so it's kind of amusing because Odin and Loki have very much been on my team for a very long time. And it's really weird because I have a God of knowledge and a God of mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, for a while I was very much in that power over power dynamic with them. Um, And it made me mad. Like, I didn't like the idea that they knew more than I did or I thought they knew more than I did. So I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to learn more so that I'm their equal and they can't tell me what to do. Mm. Um, And now that I'm where I'm at, it's kind of funny because they're like, it fucking took you long enough to get here. But, um, (laughs) And so when I started playing with the runes, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, And then that was when I was actually invited to the Light Your Fire Facebook group. Gotcha. Okay. And so that kind of sparked where I am now. And um, it's interesting to have grown along so many people in that community as they go through their journey
2: mm-hmm. and
0: see so many of them become the meal, like the healers they are now and even watch um, Caitlin through her journey and see how that's kind of started like my wheels turning as well. And I'm like, huh, why was I brought to this page if not to just dive in. And then um, December of this year was the first time that I was like, you know, that looks like I could do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: So I was like, I'm going to do it. And now we're getting ready to do decodes. And I'm like, where did this happen? Where did this all come from? And it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Could you describe what runes are?
0: Um. Okay. So runes, um, actually – since you are here, I will actually show you what my runes look like, but okay. um, give me just a second. Um, runes are a bit like really, really ancient oracle cards. Um, so each rune has a different um, symbol inscribed on it. Um, it's like um, a different like Nordic level letter. Okay. Um, and so runes like tarot cards can read Um, reversed. So for example, if this one was reversed, it'd be upside down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, rune spreads kind of act like tarot spreads in the same way that they can give you um, a story and a bit of guidance and a little bit of background on kind of what the situation is. It depends on the spread you're doing. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, But um, runes are much, much older than tarot. Um, Lots of different cultures have different ways of doing different kinds of runes so i like the nordic runes they feel really light to me they feel like they flow the energy kind of comes through really easy mm-hmm. um but so this is kind of how i started working with my intuition um so instead of like going to the runes for the question first um i would kind of like ask the question and kind of see what popped into my head and then i would go to the runes for confirmation Um, And that's kind of the same way that I treat my tarot cards sometimes, um, unless it's something that I feel like I'm really, really not clear on. Um, And then I'll pull tarot to just get a clearer answer. But um, these are probably my favorite, one of my favorite tools. Um, I haven't used them as much recently as I used to, um, mostly because I've switched over to cards more often. Cards have become... Um, probably the biggest tool I use when working with people and working with my own intuition um, just because I feel like I, I get more from it it's it's hard to get a lot from a room because you don't have a lot of picture and story to pull from like you do with cards yeah
2: um,
0: but I think it's it's a lot it's more on your intuition than it is on anything else Like, um, and I think that's why I gravitated it to it at the first time, because, um, when I first picked them up, I was kind of at a point where I didn't want to be told how to use my intuition or what it meant to have intuition. I just wanted to kind of let things flow and see what happened. Um, Mm -hmm. and with these, it's really easy to kind of let the energy flow and see what it is. Um, When I do use my runes, I still like to use the book um, just because I haven't really um, integrated a lot of what I feel like I need to effectively read the runes. Um, When -hmm. it comes to that, I still very much rely on talking with my Nordic entourage Mm
2: -hmm. um,
0: to get the answers that that person needs. But um, the other thing, too, is... um, I just haven't felt pulled to them in a while. And so it's one of those things that I think I have to go back and reconnect with.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, as time goes on and as you learn more, you're going to get more tools in your toolkit. So it's not that that they're not important or that you can't use them anymore. It's just, Mm -hmm. you're getting more tools.
0: It's also really interesting for me because I think a lot of people also start with pendulums. Um, I I didn't learn how to use a pendulum until a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> um, I had never, um, I think I had, I had a period of about a week where I was like, Oh, I'm going to get a pendulum. I'm going to do all this cool stuff with it. And then I was like, nah. And then I just didn't get the pendulum. I didn't use it. Didn't work at it. I, I had um, a little quartz crystal that I had tied like yarn around and I was like, huh, made my own pendulum. Yeah. And then I was like, uh yep I'm bored and then put it to the side and I have not touched it since and then um I was in um the meet your guides class and yeah yeah so the day we did pendulums in that class is the day I learned how to do pendulums
1: um (laughs) I have I have two but I've never learned how to program them properly Mm mm-hmm so what was really interesting is that, that was the day that there was the technical glitch in that class. Right. So yeah. I need to go back and watch how to program because I, I know people that use them.
0: Oh, it's really easy. I can show you right now. Um, oh, let so,
1: um,
0: so I don't actually have – well, I do have that course with that yarn somewhere around here, but um, it's not very convenient because I don't know where it is. Um, so one of the things that um, we talked about was – um, just kind of getting used to the, the pendulum's energy and kind of connecting with the crystal and things like that. Um, and also checking in to see what kind of wounding that crystal has and helping to heal that wounding before you work with it. Yeah. Um, but so the really, th- it's really easy. Um, I'm going to stop my little necklace here. Stop, stop. Um, one of the things, no, getting mad at it. Um, so you just kind of look at it and you go, show me. Yes and then okay so that's going to be like a little circle Mm -hmm. and then show me no and then it stops yeah and then you kind of just run through a few questions that you know the answer to so you'd be like um truth my name is kelly a little circle yeah um truth i'm on a chat with shannon a little circle um and then let's see what's a fun question to ask um do, 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 do. truth, do I want another deck? this pendulum's a liar because I do.
2: Um,
0: I think it's because in my head I was like, truth, do I need another deck?
1: I need and one are different. <laughs> yeah, I need
0: one or two very different things. Um uh oh, I have had feathers in my path every day for the last week. Truth, do I need to know something about the feathers? Oh, shit.
2: Okay. So you. I'm going to
0: start looking at the feathers. So it's really easy to start programming your pendulum. Um, uh, I mean, it is, especially for me, cause I wear mine every day.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and it's kind of just in my energy field. So it's just kind of like, I think of it as, um, making a friend,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: you just have to make a friend with the energy of it and it'll help give you answers and help you like, guide your way it's the same kind of way that I think about um tarot cards a bit like my tarot cards are my friends and um I was very excited the other day because I smudged down all my decks because I got a new one Mm -hmm. and um I haven't pulled from my new one yet but it's it's calling it's got to be pulled from soon like um, it's also really interesting because Um, My brothers are like, hey, I have a question about this thing. And I was like, okay, cool. So I had a new collective kind of step forward to help me start answering their question. And it's still like, okay, so here's this new collective that I can pull from. And there's a channeling that wants to come through with them. But I'm like, I'm not doing it yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's like, like, you know, um, you have to like put someone on hold for the phone yeah (laughs) that's what I'm doing to this collective and I feel a little bad um do you have a tv on yeah it's on mute okay because I keep seeing like flashes of light in the corner of your room and I'm (laughs) like what is that (laughs) like I've gotten used to the fact that there's someone like in that like little window thing where your flowers are Mm mm-hmm like That I've gotten used to, but the little flashers just threw me for a minute. I was like, what the hell? Um, Does that ever happen to you when you're just talking to someone and someone's, like, relative or team comes through and you just have to kind of, like, nod and listen to the person talking while you're also listening to their entourage and team tell you seven different things that contradict what just came out of their mouth?
1: That doesn't actually happen as much. What I get is my own team appearing. Mm -hmm. um I have a lot of animals on my team oh cool and they like to show up when I'm at work huh and they they like to show up in meetings (laughs) so it's really distracting sometimes but um yeah not so much other people kind of buzzing in my ear oh man yeah that's
0: an interesting one um it's really funny I had a moment um a couple of weeks ago that I didn't even think about until after I was on a plane back to visit my family. Um, I had gone to see a comedian at a theater in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really interesting because I'm trying to watch this comedian tell his jokes and I've got three different, um, disincarnated humans around me. I'm just like, just standing in my peripheral and I'm like, okay. It's like, I can either acknowledge you. Mm -hmm. And see what you want, or I can pretend that I'm like every other person here who doesn't have their radar on and just enjoy the comedy show.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And I was like, and I had this kind of like moral dilemma, and I was like, well, I like to help cross people over. Should I cross them over? And I had this moment where I was like, okay, I see you. What is it you need? And things like that. And they're like, oh, can you cross this over? And I was like, Done. I was like, so I opened the portal to cross them over wherever they wanted to go, and they crossed over. And just as I finished crossing over the last one, the comedian made the joke about the theater being haunted.
1: Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. No. <laughs> Busted. I was like,
0: no. I was like, is he intuitive? Does he know? Did he just see me cross these people over? If he saw me cross them over, why didn't he do it in the middle of his set? i was like (laughs) dang and then um i immediately after the show had to go home get three hours of sleep for a flight that left at six in the morning which i don't recommend don't fly at six in the morning
1: yeah i've got a couple of those coming up i am not looking forward to it
0: (laughs) i like I'm trying to very strategically book my flights to Banff and Hawaii so that I don't have to leave too early in the morning because um, airports without a coffee shop or Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts not open at three in the morning are the worst. And I like, when I travel, I need like, you know how they're like, oh, set aside two hours so that you can get through TSA and all of that junk. I'm the person who is there two and a half hours to the airport so I can get through TSA.
1: Oh no, 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 no. I am never that person.
0: (laughs) Like That's how I travel. I had um, a conference that I went to in Orlando a couple of months ago. And the person I went to the airport with was like, Oh, we'll get to the airport at like four o'clock. Our flight left at five.
1: Yeah, that's me. (laughs) <laughs> and
0: it was one of those things where I was like, okay. But we left work at two so that we could eat and get to the airport by two thirty, And now we're not getting to the airport until four. Our flight leaves at five. And I'm like, Oh my God. And i freaked <laughs> out. I legit, we were getting in the car to go to the airport and I was like, we're not going to make it. Our gate's going to close. We're not going to get on the plane. We're going to be screwed we legit got to our gate with 15 minutes left before we boarded. Yeah. I was so like, Oh my God. <laughs>
2: like,
1: yeah, I've been there plenty of times. <laughs>
0: I can't travel like that. I just,
1: Oh, like, yeah. I don't like, I don't like waiting. I feel like it's wasting time. I want to get there just in time just to get there, get her done and get on the plane. See,
0: I like the time to mosey through an airport because it's one of the best places to people watch because people are at their weirdest. I'm convinced they're at their weirdest at an airport. Like, Yeah, they are. Who would run 50 feet for a donut? People (laughs) in airports. Who would drink at 6 in the morning after just landing a flight? People in airports, in a, like yeah. it just—it's so—it's like this lawless, like bubble outside of like conventional humanity,
1: and it blows my mind. Yeah, you get—I don't like—I don't like it because you get the worst of people, because oh, it's people, yeah. they're completely out of their element. They don't know how to read signs. They're traveling with either people that they don't like, or you know, kids. So it's corralling all sorts of different things and. You're unsuccessful, and Ugh. then there's lines, and things are overpriced, and oh no, yeah,
0: I, I don't like being in the airports at all. I think one of the best lessons that I've gotten kind of through this in journey is um, boundaries, mm-hmm. um, because airports are um, not only lawless lands for incarnated humans, but also for disincarnated humans. And it used to be that I would have, um, people coming up to me. So the very first time kind of before I even started doing all of the classes and getting to where I am now, um, I was the first time I had ever flown. So that was nerve wracking in itself. And it was when I was moving down here to Texas. Um, and I remember just going through TSA and things like that and just being, constantly bombarded by different things and people coming through and it got to the point where like I was just drained like I didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. but like the convenient thing was I had my cat with me so he was able to filter some of it but he couldn't filter all of it
1: mm-hmm. and so
0: by the time we landed in Texas the two of us just like crashed like we were
1: so tired. Do you, so when that happens or actually, to prevent that from happening, do you set up boundaries where I do? Where there, I do now? Where you have like open hours and closed hours? Yeah. So
0: my rule in the airport is, um, if your person is willing to come up and talk to me at this moment and get the message that you're willing to give, then bring them to me and I will help them if they're open to it. Yeah. Um, and so I'll have, like, people kind of start to, or spirits, whatever we want to call them, kind of start to approach me. But when they realize that boundary's there, they'll depart because that person isn't ready. Um, yes. The other thing I've kind of set up is if I have my headphones in while I'm in the airport or I have something I'm doing, um, then I am closed down. I am focused on that. I'm listening to music. If I'm reading, that's what my focus is on. Um, Just because I need that space while I'm traveling to kind of decompress. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's in the airports. When I'm on the plane, it's a different story because I get a lot of really cool things come coming through on the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because it's, um, you're not connected to it's really weird, um, and putting it into English is a little bit hard. But um, you know how when you're on your ground, on the ground, you're very much in that energy of where that
1: location is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not tied to a specific. Like, yeah. Group. When, when you're flying,
0: you're, like, you're not tethered to that that Earth energy. So you get to yeah, kind yeah. of float in between, like, galactic and Earth energy. So that's a really cool space to be in.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and I love that space because I've had a lot of telluric be- beings come through on planes. And I've had a lot of galactics come through on planes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really cool. I think one of my favorite experiences ever on a plane, um, which – was really interesting to witness, but I didn't really do too much about it because I didn't really know how to at the time was, um, uh, I was flying back from Atlanta to, Mm -hmm. um, Dallas and, um, our plane hit a lot of turbulence, like to the point where like the plane dropped a few feet in the sky, like Mm -hmm. that kind of like scary. I'm about to shit myself type of turbulence. Mm -hmm. And, um, It was really interesting because um, it it was the kind of turbulence that um, people who are religious will pray through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in the middle of the plane, there was this white lighter standing there and I could see the energy tendrils from everybody's prayers being fed into the white lighter and watched him, watched it shift to fit the different prayers that were coming in. So it shifted from an image of Jesus to an angelic to, um, different, different things just all over the place. And it was one of those things where I saw it happen and I was like, okay, I'm going to witness this, but I'm going to keep my energy very close. Mm -hmm. But, um, kind of, as I acknowledged what I was seeing, it acknowledged me and it zapped out like that. And so it was a really, interesting experience to go through and I was like oh my god that's so cool how do I get that again like I want to see it again and I haven't
2: Mm -hmm. um
0: and I think it's because of the fact that I don't necessarily play too much in the 4d anymore
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which yeah I'm like damn I want to see cool shit but at the same time I don't want to spiral on everything that comes across my head
1: yeah you definitely want (laughs) to stay neutral, stay, stay as the observer.
0: Yeah. So that was a really interesting thing. And that was kind of in the middle of, um, I was before, was it before? No, it was, um, it wasn't when I went to Atlanta. It was when I went to New York over Christmas. Um, but so that was right in the middle of like doing all of this work with, um, in our, like, group with Magic Beyond Boundaries and starting ma- um, starting way Wayshowers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's been crazy what's dropped in since. I remember um, when I flew back to New York a few weeks ago, um, over New Jersey, I had, like, six or seven different collectives pop up in the sky around me. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And one, I had um, Dwarves, I had Nibiru, I had Dryads, I had um Lyrans I had it was it was crazy to see them kind of pop up and I was like well what do I need to know and it wasn't even that that I needed to know anything it's just that they were there
1: yeah they wanted to say hello
0: yeah it was like welcome to New Jersey here's this thing and then I got lost in the and then in the airport because I couldn't find my terminal um Mm -hmm. speaking of not people running around with their heads cut off um until a very nice TSA agent kindly redirected me because I almost walked out of the airport, um, which would have been disastrous for my connecting flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's been it's crazy to think about now, because if you had told me just a year ago that I would be looking at channeling that I would be watching other channelers on YouTube and just kind of like sit there with my like hands on my cheeks, watching just kind of like trying to observe and listen and kind of get whatever message is coming through and just kind of be like, that sounds like a crock of shit. Like, yeah. like yeah. That, those moments, like had I listened to those before I would have been like, Oh, that's really cool. And now um, I can like, because yeah. I can see this sense of the distortion. and when the tones don't work, it doesn't sit and who like especially around all the the Lionsgate stuff this past year, like nothing was sitting. Yeah. right. Like until we did um, that circle, um, and then things started to kind of come through. and then I had some interesting things come through with other collectives outside of the the Syrians, and I was like, okay, cool let's just keep this energy flowing. And yeah, it's been interesting.
1: Yeah. Last year was the first time I had heard about the Lionsgate and yeah, I was definitely bought into all of the hype because I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this, this year I felt the distortion
2: mm-hmm.
1: and didn't particularly have any, you know, anything drop in, but when we did the circle, it was very apparent that there was so much kind of misguidance around it. Yeah. And that it really was like 4D hype that people were getting spun up in. And like someone sent me a picture like, oh, I was thinking about you. And it was like this Lionsgate thing and all of the, you know, signs and symptoms of you're up level because of the lion's game. There's like this long list of things. I was like, Oh my God, I can't even. Those those posts that are like, when you, when, Oh, who was it that
0: shared it in the group? Um, couple months back the like the symptoms of being in the 5d. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it hurt my brain to read that. It like, it just doesn't click. And like, I've got, um, I've got people that I'm friends with on Facebook that are really, um bought into um astrology like um certain astrology Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting for me because I do like astrology I think it's very interesting I think it's fascinating and I think eventually I'd love to learn it um right now I think I'm more interested in like um going through what we're doing and then doing a bit more with numerology because I have numbers come up a lot Mm -hmm. um planets and stuff like I love space and things like that but I'm not like super like whoa I would need to know what's happening in the sky right now to know how to live my life um and I know a lot of people who are very bought into this idea that the planetary alignment is exactly what's going to affect them and that that energy is what's controlling what happens to them yes and so for me it's like okay I'm glad to know where the planets are and know how that can influence my energy field but I'm not going to play that game. It doesn't have uh, to
1: dictate your every move.
0: Yeah, like I'm very aware of Mercury retrogrades because I'm a Virgo and Mercury is my ruling planet. Mm. And um so I've noticed that in retrogrades I have to be um very aware of what I'm doing especially when I'm communicating with people. And um because one, I typically not typically, um I have a lot of people in my life that when I interact with them they don't understand my communication anyways because the tones don't always land the way that the, I would like them to. because mm-hmm. um, 'cause they're not they're not vibrating at the same frequency. Um, so that's something that I've been um kind of dealing with, but um Mercury retrogrades are always fun because they always seem to throw a monkey wrench into things. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is actually the first year that I've had to travel around a Mercury retrograde and I was nervous as hell about it. So I bought my tickets two months before the retrograde started and then I was like, oh, I'm applying for new jobs, so I have to make sure all of these applications are done before the retrograde hits. And <laughs> had all of these ideas around the retrograde, and it wasn't until we started talking about the Lionsgate that I realized that I was actually buying into that energy. And I was like, wait, I don't play into that game anywhere else. Why am I playing into it with a retrograde?
2: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think
0: some of it, too, was... Um, I had had my reading with Holly, and... Um, I was thinking about things that she said and I was like, well, why It was one of those things where it was, um, Jupiter's retrograde and Saturn's retrograde and uh, expansion happening after the retrogrades ended. Mm
2: -hmm. And I
0: had this moment the other day when I was really thinking about it after Jupiter's retrograde ended. And I was like, why did I buy into the idea that I needed to wait for this to end in order to start to expand in certain things? Mm
2: Mm-hmm. And, like, Mm -hmm. now
0: that Saturn's, like, I'm still waiting on that retrograde, I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing what I want. Whatever happens, happens. This is what I'm going to put out there. This is how I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to get whatever the hell I want. I'm going to move. I'm not going to be in this Mm -hmm. position I'm in anymore. And it's going to be great. And um, if this had been even a year ago, like, this time of year... I wouldn't be in this spot. I would still be spinning on why everything is shit and um, stuck in that very human, that very 40. Like I don't have any control over anything. I would still have a lot of anxiety. I would still have a lot of OCD. I would not have moved what we moved this morning. Like I wouldn't have even looked at that shit. I would have like compartmentalized like a motherfucker. Like it just, it would not. I What? assault where like nope <laughs> right and I had a moment the other day where um I came home and um my window screen wasn't in my window mm-hmm. and I freaked out for a good like five ten min. no not even like five seconds and I was like oh my god someone tried to break into my house and I was like your window's locked dumbass like and it was like I could immediately stop the spiral and I was yeah. like oh my god Kelly like what are you doing like, yeah get your head out of your butt and uh, <laughs> it's like one of those things where when you work with people who are still very plugged into those grids and those those systems where you're just like can you can you not today like I don't feel like dealing with yeah. this like I'm done
1: yeah yes yeah, it's, it's back to the the astrology I um I have always loved astrology always loved the signs always loved the kind of shifts and the birthdays and the characteristics and all of that. And very, very much identified with, um, you know, being on a cusp and being, Oh yeah. Um, you know, being able to identify as two things because it was a good excuse to be crazy one day and not the other. (laughs) Are you like a Gemini cusp? Is that why? Gemini cancer. Yeah. Okay.
0: So So, Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, on any given day, I'm completely different. <laughs> and it's a great experience.
0: So are you actually a Gemini or are you a Cancer?
1: Holly said Cancer. Huh. Okay. Holly, Holly said I'm just a smidge more Cancer, but I, yeah, I'm I'm born on summer solstice.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so smack dab in the middle, but enough Cancer to be considered a Cancer.
0: Okay. So fun fact, my moon is a cancer moon.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. But, um, I am a Virgo.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, um, I was born like right at the beginning of Virgo season, like my birthday is tomorrow. Um, (laughs) and so it's, it's really interesting to me because my entire life, I like bought part of the Virgo stuff and didn't buy part of it. Mm -hmm. Like, practical, hardworking, stubborn as fuck, like, me. Mm -hmm. Other things, like, super organized, super anal retentive. That was me when I identified as being OCD. Not Mm -hmm. so much now, because if you saw my house, you would understand that I am nowhere (laughs) near organized enough. (laughs) And that's okay. (laughs) I can find what I need. I know where it is in all the chaos. Other people just
1: don't. No, that's what matters. That's that's what matters. Sometimes I get like that, and then I get to the point where I walk in and I'm like, "You know better than this."
0: <laughs> it's like that idea of adulting. Like, yeah, it's still like, I'm about to turn 27, but it still feels very <laughs> foreign to me. Like, what does it mean to be an adult? Well, oh no, I don't have to do that today. I can just lay in my PJs and watch Netflix all day, like I did today. No, <laughs> yeah. I did shower.
1: You got a few more years to to get away with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I figure by the time I turn thirty, like once I hit thirty, I have to be like a real adult.
1: Maybe.
0: I probably won't be. I will probably still be like doing crazy shit and just running with whims. Like moving.
1: As long as as long as it feels good. I think that's what matters.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing for me is just as it feels light. Like Mm If anything ever feels heavy, um, I don't like, I, I just don't, I don't do it. Um, which is, um, and I know we were kind of talking about this earlier tonight, but <laughs> that's why I'm so flaky.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like at the time I'll decide that something like it feels light at that moment and then it feels heavy later on. And I'm like, nope, fuck this. I'm not doing it.
1: Yeah. But being, being comfortable with your ability to do that for a good reason.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things I think that's, um, even like the idea of it being a good reason is something that I call into question now. Like, does it have to be a good reason? Does there have to be a reason to do anything?
1: Well, no, it's, it's a good reason because you're protecting your energy.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, huh, that's, that's an interesting duality point you just threw out there, Shannon. Yeah,
1: No, no, no. It's good for you because you're protecting your, your, your energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so easy because, oh, it's, I had someone the other day who, like, told me something was wrong. And I was like, what is it? And they just looked at me and they go, what? Yeah, of course it's wrong, Kelly. And I was like, that's an interesting duality point you got there. And I walked away from them. And it took me a minute to realize I wasn't talking to anybody from, like, our group. Yeah. um and that i had just thrown like magic terms out there for a muggle and the muggle just couldn't process.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i i let the um the gift of silence take over in a uh a group situation yesterday and i was like all right, well, someone go ahead and handle this cuz not my not my issue, not my energy and i just sat there quiet and you know, finally someone spoke up but it was really it was really interesting because I mean it, it is true that people are uncomfortable with silence. Oh, and they have to, you know, fill the space with something whether it makes sense or not, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: like if you're comfortable owning your container, if you're comfortable owning whatever your energy field is and preserving it mm-hmm. at by all means, then what happens around you doesn't matter. And like, in that instant, I was like, this is not my issue. So I'm not going to deal with it. And people looked at me like, how come you're not stepping in to handle this?
0: Yeah. I find it's really interesting when silence comes up. Um, especially, um, I used to be really, really uncomfortable with silence. I used to not be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to have to have noise all the time. Um, and I realized it the other day um, when I would walk home. I would always have like um, earbuds and playing music re- like a low volume because I, I couldn't be alone with what was in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And I had this moment last week where um, it was the first time that I'd ever really done it. But I walked home in complete l- silence, like. Didn't have earbuds in. I was just walking home. The only other sounds were like traffic and people around me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I live in a city, so there's going to be sound. But it was the first time that I didn't try to block anything out or Mm -hmm. like drown anything out or I could, I could sit in silence. And it was also one of those times where, um, one of the things that I know Caitlin mentions a lot is, um, once you do this work, your head gets quiet. Mm Mm-hmm instead of getting louder like a lot of people think and mm-hmm. it was a it, it was when it really hit me that my head was silent for the first time in years mm-hmm. like there was nothing coming at me i didn't have another voice chattering my head i could just kind of walk and enjoy the energy of like what was around me and commune with the trees and the birds and kind of just flow and it was amazing
2: mm hmm
0: like, and then I did it again. I was like, oh, I don't need music. And now it's it's even interesting now because um, I love music. I love mainstream music and I love listening to it. But um, I can't listen to it as much anymore yeah. because the, the tones actually are unsettling for me. Very much so, yeah. Like I have to be in the right moment. And I've actually gone back to listening to classical music more, mm-hmm. which I have never never ever ever well i can't say never ever i have never really been one for classical music like i enjoy it on occasion but i've never really like this is what i'm gonna listen to i'm gonna pop in my earbuds and listen to this and like even at work i don't listen to music anymore i listen to podcasts okay yeah so i mean podcasts are great because um who doesn't love listening to a podcast about true crime every day at work and then having students and, and your coworkers come in as someone is talking about serial murderers. Like, um, (laughs) but so it's been, um, it's been interesting in that way because I didn't think my head would ever be quiet, especially when I was diagnosed with anxiety.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And now, now anxiety is like, wait, no, that's not a thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have that anymore. Even, um, even today now, after um, what we did this morning, I don't think I'm going to go through those loops anymore. I think those PTSD things might be cleared, which is exciting. I'm very excited to try and go on a date and see what happens. But um,
1: yeah. Yeah. This morning was good.
0: This morning was intense. Oh my goodness. I was, um, I didn't realize that I had um, that much wounding to go back and clear with so many, like, exes and relationships in this life and, and others. Like, man, it's crazy how we loop through things.
1: Yeah, it is. That's the, that's one thing that I I had a, a thought. I don't know if it was late last year or early this year, but the... One of the frustrating things I think about knowing all of this intuitive and energetic and lives stuff is that there are so many people walking around going through patterns uneducated and feeling lost and feeling just frustrated and going through the same cycle, making the same mistakes with the same people or different people and almost feeling like destined to be doomed
0: yeah i you know it's it's really interesting and i i think i had kind of noticed it before i started my my journey down this road too where people would just kind of get stuck in where they were and they wouldn't move and to me that was the most frustrating thing in the world like why wouldn't you like if something and it's really interesting now because now when I think about it, like when I get bothered, it's my intuition and emotion. But, and it used to be then too, like if something bothered me, I wouldn't get stuck with it. I would try and move past it. Mm
2: -hmm. But
0: I know so many people who would just get bogged down and just stay. And Mm -hmm. they would complain and complain and complain. I don't know why I can't get enough. I can't get ahead. Nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. And they would just cycle through it. And I'd be like, well, if you don't fucking like it, change it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard for me now because um, when people go through that around me, I like, I see the control drama that they're cycling in. And then I can see, you know, especially if I know them, I can see the patterns that they're repeating. And I think it's really hard when you're, you're friends with a lot of people that are um, in that muggle Mm -hmm. state, not, Right? It's, what is it in the matrix? Like, once you see the matrix, you can't go back into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, this definitely feels matrix-esque.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, we've taken that pill and we can't go back. And it's,
2: definitely.
1: I don't know that I would want to go
0: back. Like, no. not not for a moment would I want to go back to where I was. But um, yeah, I think this journey has been something that um a lot of people have questions about and a lot of people want to go through it they just don't know how to take that first step
2: um,
1: yeah. i think for for people that if if you're meant like if it's meant to happen it's one of those things that you kind of just stumble upon
2: mhm
1: um cuz i know that's that's how everything kind of jump started for me as i yeah I, I stumbled upon Reiki. Yeah. That, that was my Kickstarter. It was like kerosene over a fire and literally just stumbled upon it. Yeah, I,
0: I agree. Yeah. Um,
1: sorry, I interrupted. Keep going. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that the thing that is really cool about all of this is, you know, to your point of people just kind of being stuck and not willing to look at things and not wanting to choose differently. The one thing that's so cool is you have the power to do it yourself. Like if you just, if you just have the courage to ask the question or have the courage to take the look, then like you, you can change it. You can, you can do it yourself it might take some help sometimes, but like this, it's very empowering. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. I, one of the things too is I think you always kind of know that this is the world that you want to go into. Um, I think it's one of those things uh, where, um, we like to logic ourselves out of it. We like to talk ourselves out of it because we can't validate it. Um, I can't validate the fact that you know my brother had three walk-ins. like there's no way to scientifically validate that there's there's no way to validate the fact that I'm a walk-in. There's no way to validate the fact that you know I can see these things that other people can't see.
2: Mm-hmm. and
0: um I think a lot of times when we kind of go through those experiences and then we go to share them with people who are very, very closed off, we we start to close ourselves up and put those barriers up because we don't want to see that because we want to fall into this idea of normal. Yep. And um, I don't ever want to go back to normal. Normal doesn't work for me. Um, normal's never really worked for me. Um, I think it's great to be able to explore everything I am and be expansive and grow. And meet people that I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for diving into this world. Mm-hmm. I've met um, people I would consider some of my best friends. Like, um, I remember, you know, you and I during Wayshowers One, you were the first person I did a pod with. Um,
1: yeah, we did the Mediumship pod.
0: <laughs> the very first pod that I ever did was with you, and so. Yep um between you and Benita like you two are some of my go-to people about questions and then uh, you know um there's the big group chat of a bunch of us in way showers too i don't know if you're in that group chat no mm-hmm. um it's like Bree it's Tamara it's um Jill um Benita's in it i can add you into it if you want yeah uh, but but that group chat has been great um because it's one of those things where um, if things come up, I'll just throw them in there and I don't necessarily think to post them to the big group, although I need to do that more. Cause I think I'd like more perspectives on things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, especially something that I'm kind of playing with, with the, the watchers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been interesting. Um, but so tying like, it's just I wouldn't have met people that have changed the way I look at the world. I wouldn't have met people who trigger the ever loving shit out of me Mm. in a way that helps me look at my crap and move it. Uh, Like for, there are some people that I didn't think as part of our way showers cohort that I would ever 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 chat with because just reading their posts used to set my teeth on edge Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and now I talk to them and their messages like come through and I'm like okay let me respond to this and sometimes I'm the first one to do it
1: yeah I still have some clearing to do there.
0: there there's there's still some that I know that like I have to work on. There's still some posts I read um in the group and I roll my eyes at. Um and it some of it is I roll my eyes because I there are days that I I can play human and there are days that I don't play that game and more often than not I'm not playing human and I think when we had that really long stretch of time where everybody in the group was still kind of spinning on that very human level mm-hmm. um, I got very, very frustrated really quickly with everything and posts being put up and um and the spinning on the why I'm not good enough stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: why? Like, what makes you think that? Why are you holding that space for yourself? And it drove me nuts. And I was like, you and it was one of those things where I felt myself starting to play that comparison grade game where I was like, why can't you just be where I'm at?
2: Mm. And I'm
0: like, oh. Slow your roll, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those things where I was like, if I'm going to work with clients, they're not going to be at the same place I am.
1: They might come to you at the lowest.
0: Yeah. And I had this moment where that helped me clear my judgments of people who aren't walking the same path or on this same journey because of, you know, just different things in their life. Like um, my sister, like used to trigger the hell out of me because she would spin and spin and spin and spin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, she doesn't spin anymore. Well, okay. She tried to spin the other day and she texted me while in the middle of her spin. And I was like, Oh, well, what are you going to do about it?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just like, it was one of those things where before I would have just played the game and I would have gone into the, Oh, I can fix this for you. And now I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't run the government. Like, um, kind of moment. <laughs> And so I think for a lot of people who are just kind of curious or starting out, find something that like really feels fun to play with yeah. and then explore yeah. that until you're ready to move on to something more. Um, yeah. I, I think that would be my advice for someone just starting, like play with things that feel playful, like embrace that inner kid. Like if you love Harry Potter and you want to try making potions or, um, manifesting different things or working with different fairies or things like that, whatever feels fun, go with it. Because chances are, it's going to bring you into a community of people who are going to help you on your journey
1: in a way that you never expected. Yep yeah yeah, i I second that for sure yeah the the play the play aspect I think is it's something that i dip I've dibbled and dabbled with
2: mm-hmm.
1: i like i said i I stumbled into the Reiki, but once I hit it like it just felt right yeah and everything that's come since then has been painfully obvious yeah yeah like no questions whatsoever and it's some of it has been playful Mm -hmm. but the like the decisions to do things has has been so easy and effortless that like knowing you have to do dark work and cry sometimes and journal and get mad and Mm. you know that just came with the territory but like the decision to do things just felt so light felt so easy and obvious that personally i just i didn't care because i knew it felt right
0: yeah yeah i i think if there's one thing that i've i've learned across this journey is um it's okay to cry in front of people um i did not like doing that i i still have a little bit of hesitation around it but I think the other thing too, is once you find those people that are, that are, are your tribe, like you, you've known them for lifetimes and it truly yeah. does feel that way.
2: Like yeah. just,
0: it just, it clicks in. I remember, um, after we had done that first pod, I think it was maybe a couple of weeks after that you had texted me and just been like, Hey, you were on my mind today. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind that this person that I had talked to for what, like maybe two hours, all of a sudden was like thinking about me, knew where my energy wasn't going with that. And I've caught myself doing that to other people.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, And,
0: and, you know, it's one, it's crazy because now here we are starting this podcast and, you know, we (laughs) live in two very different parts of the country. We are doing, we're on this journey. We have two very different ways of getting to where we are. We, yeah. um, two very, very different approaches. Um, you love Reiki and I'm still struggling with, um, Reiki because it doesn't feel light to me. Like it doesn't just sit right with me. So I'm yeah. still doing some clearing around Reiki and learning Reiki cause it feels very gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll get to it someday. Um, <laughs> but um I'm I'm very excited to see how we all grow uh, especially the two of us since we're we're now partners in crime on this Um, oh yeah (laughs) uh, how we grow as intuitives and how many names we shift through for our businesses Um, (laughs) because I am I'm so ready to shift my name but I know like if I, when I truth test it, like truth, should I change the name? No. Okay. But oh, I, I think I need to draw out the logo and then I'll feel better. Yeah. Uh, once I do that. Um, But it's, it's going to be so exciting. I'm excited to see the kind of feedback we get from doing this. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it will be fun to um, bring some guests from, our cohort on to kind of talk about some of their stuff and what they've gone through. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'll be fun to kind of talk about whatever the fuck comes up because um, (laughs) when I go back to listen to this, Mm -hmm. I know there's going to be so many different like jumpy points. And um, I think for those people who who will be listening to us or who are currently listening to this, which feels really weird to say as we're recording this because it mm-hmm. feels so, so strange. And I, I know we've mentioned so many names. And then I realized that we haven't introduced who we are. Um, but fuck <laughs> it. Um, I think the really interesting thing is um, when you go through this journey, when you're listening to this, you're not alone. Um, this work isn't something, it's something you can do and explore by yourself. But, oh my God, is it 110 times easier when you've got somebody else with you who can show you something you can't see, yeah. right? Um, this morning when uh, Shannon and I were working with one of our other classmates on some stuff that I needed to work through, I couldn't see the origin of it. I I couldn't. Um, I didn't realize that it was connected to an entirely different individual and it had been a trajectory that kind of looped through and came through another individual and I didn't see it. So having somebody else to help me see that is fucking the best thing ever. And, um, I'm, I'm so grateful for the tribe that we have. I am so grateful for um the wonderful wonderful woman who made it all possible um mm. who helped us connect and who has acted as a mentor and a teacher to guide us on this journey um and um man if i i don't think i could give her enough shout outs um for everything she's helped us do um, and so um, if you get a chance um, while listening to this, go ahead, um, check out Caitlin Diana. Um, I believe is the name of her Facebook page. Um if you go on Google and Google Magic Beyond Boundaries, I I, You can also go to CaitlinDiana.com. That's what it is. See, I didn't know the web address. See, see, (laughs) this is why we're partners. Um but um she has built an amazing community of people to um help kind of guide their way. Um if what she has doesn't necessarily resonate you don't have to buy into it i'm not not saying that she has all of the answers she's just helped us find ours um the two of us also have um businesses um mine is currently um and will be for the foreseeable future guiding light um i will actually attach both of our website addresses to this podcast so that people can check them out. Um, I do a lot of tarot readings. I do rune readings. I do oracle readings. Um, I do mediumship sessions and then I just have a general session. So if you come to me and there's something you want to take a look at, we can just kind of chat and see what comes up and clear it that way. Um, And then
1: Shannon, if you want to talk about your business. Yeah. So my business is SNS wellness for the time being Uh, snswellness.com and I do health coaching I do Reiki Um, I'm a Reiki master and teacher so I teach Reiki as well Um, but I also do kind of just general sessions for healing Um, if there's a particular topic that someone wants to work through Uh, I too have general sessions that we can explore Akashic records, we can explore uh, chords and contracts that might have patterns showing up in your lives with certain people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a couple of programs that I'm working on, but right now it's just individual sessions. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. eventually I'm going to work on um, designing my own teaching program, which um, right now seems a little terrifying. I am currently working on building my first workshop. Um, I am going to be looking at teaching people how to access their archetypes. Um, I haven't built it quite yet, but um, I'm in the process of it. um, And I'm trying to figure out how, And what that's gonna look like. Um, I've got a pretty solid idea of the framework for it. Um, It'd probably be about an hour and a half long workshop with about a half hour session where I will connect you to your archetype, um, Mm -hmm. or at least one of them, because we can have many. Um, And then kind of go from there and kind of see how I wanna launch a program to help people do and access the different abilities that they all have. Um, it's really interesting because um, a big thing I'm interested in and tracking down is truth. So um, that'll be something that'll come down the pipe way for us. Um, I think one of the ways that um, we can end this and if it's okay with you, Shannon is I do have my new deck sitting right next to me. Um, oh yes, 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 yes. I can pull a card um, for you or we can, do a card for our listeners and just kind of I'll go through what I'm getting from the card and then I'll read the book description and then we'll go from there. And then if you have questions about the deck, um, I'm sure there's a place for you to comment. So I will share that information or actually I can describe the deck right now. Um, So the deck that's right next to me is the wisdom of Oracle deck. Um, It's by Colette Baron Reed. Um, I'm very excited about it. It's, my latest deck it now brings me up to a total of 10 oracle decks um <laughs> while i now have a list of 21 on my wish list and about 25 tarot decks on my wish list um <laughs> and oh don't get me wrong i will get them all because i oh have,
1: I, I don't doubt it
0: <laughs> i have very little self control and i uh, here's my thing with decks, and here's why I, I love them so much. So, if you're interested in decks, we'll kind of close on kind of this tool. I think we can give you a tool at the end of every podcast and kind of describe different things because that feels fun to me.
2: Um, yeah.
0: And we can alternate. So this week I'll do my deck, and Jen and we'll do something next week. Um, so um, I really like decks, and I like having multiple decks because I think the tone is different. And each deck brings across a message for people, um, in very different ways and in different digestions. Um, if you are looking at picking a deck, um, pick one that feels really light and playful to you. And that when you look at the pictures, something jumps out at you. Um, whether it be a message, a symbol, a sign or something like that. Um, up until very recently, I was, ooh, excuse me. Very, very reliant on the books. Um, I'm trying to shift away from that. I haven't fully done it because I have a lot of imposter syndrome with this. Um, and it's why this podcast has taken so long for me to make um, that. And I felt like I needed a partner. Um, and apparently Shannon did too. So <laughs> here we there are. We are. Um, <laughs> I'm going to shuffle this deck um, and we'll see what comes through. I'm very excited. Um, it's very pretty. It's very light. I like the back of the cards because they're um... – oh, my God. I just realized it. They're... Okay, so here's the back of the card. Um, I'm going to show Shannon. You guys can't see this because this is auditory. But yeah. uh, I didn't notice oh, the faces wow. spirals. Yeah, I, just, and I see the that. the back of the card is freaking amazing. Oh, and there's a fucking star in it.
2: <laughs> yep, oh, I my God. Okay.
0: Too. This deck is freaking amazing. Um i'm not gonna lie i think i have like three or four colette baron reeds um
2: i just um, ordered a couple hers
0: there i think the beauty of them is the art is absolutely gorgeous and it's full of messages but it's so simple at the same time like it's very crisp and clean yeah um I also I have another deck of hers and maybe eventually we'll pull from that one. Um, the Spirit Animals Oracle deck.
2: Oh, Um, I've seen that.
0: I love that deck. I think it's amazing. I think the messages with the book that also come through with the pictures Mm -hmm. are really, really great. Um, because it's really easy to kind of bridge what needs to be seen or what kind of message you're you're you you need a shove in the right direction for, um, which is great. Um, they're really, I don't know. I don't have giant hands. I have like medium hands, but they're really easy to hold and shuffle. Which is also great. Um, also key tip. If you have a deck that you can't shuffle, um, it's going to be a lot harder to use.
2: Yeah.
0: I have, I have a deck and I love it, but I can't shuffle it in the traditional way I like to. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to shuffle it a little differently. I actually shuffle it in quarters of the deck. So I divide it by four and then shuffle each part of that deck. And then I put it all together. And then I draw my cards, um, which is the opposite of how I normally like to do it. But, you know, it's okay. (laughs) Okay. And then we're going to shuffle once more and pick the top card. Okay, so... Ooh, I like this card. Okay. So I'm going to show this to Shana. This card is flexible. Oh. So I think this card is really cool because it kind of talks about, um, and I think ties back into everything when we talk about our journey. Yep. Right. Um, One of the big things is when you start to be an intuitive, um, it's really important that you You don't stay in one place that you can kind of go with the flow, which is really interesting because that little like wind and light symbol up there in that corner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. It's one of these things um, in the center of the card. There is a a little egg with a little face in it. Um, And I think that's really important because uh, we all have to break out of our shells. Um, And this is it a fairy or those wings? Looks like wings. This little fairy on top of that. kind of balancing with on a handstand with their legs kicked back I think it's this idea that um you have to be willing to move and stretch and flow and go um because when you are in this intuitive zone like you're not going to be in one spot for too long Mm
2: -hmm. and if
0: you're in one spot for too long You might want to call an intuitive friend to help you get moving. So I do really like this card. I can post a card, the picture of it up on, um, I guess we should make a podcast page. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, so once we build that podcast page, this will be up there. Um, And I think it'll be a really good thing to play with. Um, But let me read the book description. So... Okay, so the essential meetings is teachability, open-mindedness, being adaptable without compromising what's important. Look mm-hmm. at me go, guys. I'm so good at this game. Um, <laughs> so um, the Oracle's message is a tree's roots are solidly planted in the ground, yet its branches can bend in a hurricane, whereas a rigid structure like a building would come crashing down. Consider how the tree remains supple and secure when everything around you Around it may be in shambles. I know how to read. This is how you need to be now. Willing to learn new things, teachable, malleable, yet firmly grounded in who you are. Common mm. sense is important, but so is an open mind. Stay curious, stay open, stay aware. At this time, others will be more flexible with you, too. And um, then it's got a relationship message, but that sounds dumb. Yeah, I think that's good. I'm just going to read the oracle's message because that feels light and. Um, yeah, so big thing to remember and kind of, I feel like this is like a Reddit summary real quick, um, to wrap everything up, um, go with the flow. Um, journeys are unique. Um, no one person goes through the same journey, but there's a lot of similarities.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: find your tribe. Um, don't let cats pounce on puppies because that almost happened um and i think um yeah that's that's my summary shannon do you have one
1: all of that plus don't be afraid ooh that's a good one don't be um, afraid and it's it's not going to look the way you think it's going to look but it's going to be good ooh yeah
0: nothing ever looks the way it's going to um so um we just want to thank y'all for listening um so, I am Kelly Voorhees and I am with A Guiding Light. And I'm Shannon Smith with SNS Wellness. And we want to thank you for listening and stay light, stay like a feather. Let's float on the wind and have a good time, guys. See
1: you next time.